You are now tuned in to another episode of Urban and Books with the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Welcome to another edition of Bourbon and Books with the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Back one more again with our brother from another mother, Cousin Jeff. What's up, family? What's going on? My brothers, my What's brothers. Up? What's good? Back mm-hmm. again, man, for another another uh, enlightening opportunity. Yes, yes. Black, black men read. Hey, Black man. excellence. We, we read all kinds of books. All kinds of books. The all last book we books. read, last book we read it. Uh, I well, Jeff liked it, but <laughs> so that's that's what you putting out there. Live. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff gave it a three and a half. A book that you selected. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff gave Jeff gave uh, uncomfortable conversations with. Uh, Manny Acho, <laughs> as Jeff finally referred to him, gave him a three and a half, man. His highest ranking ever. <laughs> Real rough, man. Real rough. But uh, this we made month, it through, though. We made it through. We made it through, man. We made it through, and we we held up our obligation to give the people a clear and, and precise assessment of our interpretation of the book. Um, this this month, however, we have. Uh, we have a, another hip hop icon, uh, Common. Um, Let Love Have the Last Word, uh, his memoir that he dropped back in uh, 2019. Um, but I'll be honest, fellas, uh, I'd be remiss if we're talking about an author, rapper, hip hop icon. Um, we had a book review a uh, month before last about another hip-hop icon by the name of Will Smith on his book entitled Will. Mm-hmm. Great book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cousin Jeff, he loved the book so much that um, he, he he missed out on recording with us because he was still enjoying reading it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, me and Brother Jay... me, me and brother me slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and me and uh me and uh brother Jay, we kind of uh co-pilot that thing and, and landed the plane on Will. And uh Brother Jay, I think uh based on the review, we pretty much gave him high marks because at least from my interpretation, uh Will's book was enlightening in terms of his uh you know his upbringing in a lot of the challenges that he he was facing many 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 brothers face that's out there um but i thought it was a good book a good read insightful um and i was i was actually proud that will smith wrote the book and and tried to work out his life you know i think i looked at the book as his opportunity to kind of reflect and work out his life but i'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the book this month for uh a timely incident that occurred. Um, so my question for you, brother Jay, before we, we move into love, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about violence <laughs> real quick. <laughs> talk about violence real quick, man. Um, does, does your score or opinion of will. And, and when I say will the book and the author of the, the author of the book, does 
your interpretation, perspective, opinion on the book change as a result of what happened at the Academy Awards with a, a moment of lack of lack of judgment on a, a few people's parts? I, I will say no. And the reason why I'm going to say no is um, you can't judge or evaluate someone that is dwelling in an unhealed space. And uh, nothing he did negated what was in the book. Um, it, it was a, what I did see was a clear indication that healing hasn't fully taken place. Um, and the only thing I can say is I, I pray that he is getting the healing and doing the work that needs to be done so that he can heal from whatever caused him to react, right? I won't say respond. I will say react mm -hmm. to whatever mm -hmm. provoked him to react in that manner. Um, but no, the book is still, it's a solid piece of art, piece of work. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, I, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. That's real, That's fair. That's fair, man. Um, you know, my, my opinion um, of Will Smith doesn't change as a result of um, the altercation between him and uh, another legend in the comedy game. Uh, but I will say the incident that happened at the Academy Awards, it was on message based on the book. Mm. It was really on message based on the book. And, you know, Will stated himself, he listed out several different um, instances where he reacted in a way that was not becoming of who he wanted to be as a man or as a person. And so with that being said, I'm like, wow, will there be a will part two? <laughs> no, there doesn't need to be. Picking up, <laughs> picking up it doesn't need after, to be. after he met with the shaman and after he went on the excursion no. and then, then the Academy and the, Award and the reason thing. why I'm saying no is most yeah. of this hurt has been a result of being in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember, um, I remember someone once told me, they was like, if you stay quiet, people won't know what to attack. And, you know, from the red table talks to blogs, to interviews, like too much business was being, uh, was being shared and distributed to people who had no business being in the business, right? And so he doesn't need to write another one. I think we don't even need to address it in any type of literary work. Like, mm -hmm. go away. I'm I, My advice is similar to that of Kanye. Go somewhere and sit down and work on yourself. Yeah, don't write a book. Start journaling, baby boy. Stay off. Stay off yeah. social media and, like, focus on what you need to do for yourself. Not for your marriage, not for your children, not for your wife, for you. And then everything else will fall in line. But until then, it's, it's going to happen again. Hopefully not in August, but it'll happen again. 
Yeah, not definitely not in August, man. If some shit go down in August, brother, brother Smith, <laughs> brother Smith will need all the all the prayer warriors around him <laughs> that he can get. So, uh, but with that being said, man, we got a, another hip hop icon um, who's now a renowned author on the docket for this month, man. Common, let love have the last word. A memoir. So, you know, in true GRG or Bourbon and Books fashion, off the title alone, what do we think of the book? Uh, well, you know, man, the title reminded me of one of the uh, iconic videos that Common was in. And I believe it was... Uh, the Mary J, he was the Mary J uh, song, Come Close by mm-hmm. Common. And like, he like got a crush on this girl and he walking through, he walking through a neighborhood and he's in love. And he's got like a, a crochet hat on, <laughs> some bell bottom pants. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, the outfit, <laughs> the outfit was rather fraudulent <laughs> in the video. But it told me that, yo, Common is one of those guys that, um, want to be in love, man. And like, he don't really care about how he looked being in love. So I'm, I thought that, I thought the book in itself was going to take me back to comment being in a crochet <laughs> knit Applejack hat, the bell bottom pants looking crazy. Just singing about love, <laughs> rapping about love on some, somebody's doorstep. Okay. I thought that's what it was going to be about, honestly. For me, um, in terms of coming, you know, obviously everyone is familiar with who, who he is, but in college, one of my favorite albums from coming is B that helped me get through a lot of just study sessions. Um, one thing I've always liked about Cummins music is it's like music that you can just enjoy, enjoy the artistry and you're not trying to recite it, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I feel like that's a lost art these days. Like, it's great to go to a concert and you're trying to say every single word that a, that a, a rapper or, or singer or artist is saying, but it's just good to just sit back and just like listen to it. So I would say like that is my connection, if I was, would say would, would come in. In terms of the title of the book, though, I, I thought the title was witty. It, it Like certain titles will just pull you in. Like, hmm. What's what's that about? Like, I don't know you as an author, but this title just makes me want to at least just pick up this book and like take a look at it. Even if I'm not reading, I just I just want to I want to know more. So I definitely like uh, the title that he used, but I thought this book would describe kind of like his relationship mindset without using names. So if you know anything about coming, I mean, high profile names. Right. His yeah. roster in terms of dating is it's kind of up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, yeah he, nah, <laughs> he got he got one of the he got one of the better the, the better uh historical records on the dating scene than most. <laughs> on on top of that, most of the women he has dated, you've never heard like a bad thing about him. So he's like dated, you know, Serena Williams, Erica Badu, Angela Rye. Tiffany Haddish, she made the made the list, honorable mention. Um, but 
no one has really ever said <laughs> wait don't 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 skate past the honorable mention shade don't do that hey, hold up man hold up you say <laughs> tiffany haddish gets the honorable mention she made the list by honorable mention <laughs> That wow. is had come and doing some crazy things. Fair, but fair, 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 fair game. Fair, fair you know, game. So, but my my whole point in that is, these relationships were apparent, and then like they was going going like the wind, like they just disappeared. But you never you you didn't see like these nasty blogs, these these long social media posts from these women saying like I hate you, I hate your stink guts. So I thought that this book, we'll talk about his relationship mindset. Again, he wouldn't put a name to it, but it's like, it's like a tell-all without being a tell-all. Mm. Um, that that was what, what I thought this book would be about. I I was thinking that it was going to be along the lines of lessons learned and how he's grown or what he's learned from those lessons, right? Like this was a misstep along the way within relationships, not just intimate relationships, but like when he didn't allow love to be his guide. <clears throat> and so that's what I was expecting. Um, I think that's what I was anticipating when I just read the word. Cause like you said, the, the title was like, okay, all right. And we always think about, like, I remember being told that, you know, I tend to like to have the last word. And so I'm just like, hmm, okay. So, yeah, Witty, it was one of the things like, all right, cool. Like, let love have the last word. Like, how, how we're supposed to govern ourselves as humans when anything should be done or a decision should be made, love should be the determining factor. And so that's what I what I assumed about the title. Now, when we were able to open up the book, I know we informally, my God, we, we my should, God, <laughs> we shared. I ain't gonna lie, man. It was, it was, it was Jesus himself <laughs> that helped me, help me make it so through the first part of the book. We've had, some, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just throw that out there. We had some informal discussion and dialogue around like, you know, as we were, navigating the pages of the bounded work of art. What were your thoughts as you began reading Let Love Have the Last Word? Yo, man, my first interpretation was um, the Electric Circus album, man. <laughs> I, like the Electric, the Electric Circus album, man, that joint came off the, it came off the tail, uh, the tail end of uh, one of the, the greatest Hip hop bodies of work ever, like water for chocolate. And then he came back with Electric Circus, and that was when the Come Close joint with Mary J. And I was like, "Yo, what's Common's direction? <laughs> right? Like, what's his real? Like, what's his real direction, man? Do you know where you're going to? <laughs> he want to be a rhyme up. He want to be a poet. He want to be neo soul. I couldn't. I couldn't get it. And so. The, when we I started reading the book, I just felt like he would hit on one point. Like I thought, I thought he was gonna take a a, a nice big deep in ter in terms of defining like the concept of love in the relationship with his daughter, because he kind of led mm. with that. Okay, mm. but then he kind of backed off of the story. I get, but you know, it came later. 
But then he just started going in circles. And in, in my mind, I was like, yo, is he trying to like quote uh, 1 Corinthians 13, right? Not knowing that. <laughs> Look, what Jasmine Sullivan say? I'm going in circles, round and round. Yo, that's, I just felt like you got, round and you, round. you got me going in circles, man. Round and round we go. And I was, and I just, and I was like, yo, I, I know that love is in the room coming, but I didn't know why love was in the room. <laughs> None of us knew. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, I mean, like a legit, yo, bro, like a legit five chapters, man. Yeah. Out the gate. The first five chapters out the gate. I'm just like, yo, what the hell is going on, Rasheed? <laughs> right. I can't even call you comment or comment sense yo. right now. Like, <laughs> yo, Rasheed, you slipping right now, man. What's going on, G? It was, I, I, list, I had it on Audible, and as I'm driving, <laughs> you know, you're stuck in traffic, and sometimes you days out. And so I'm sitting here thinking like, shit, did I, let me go back. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, I'm confused. I'm confused at this point. I don't like to be confused in traffic, right? I don't like to be confused period, but especially in traffic after a long day, I'm sitting here thinking like, now my day was not this bad to where I can't comprehend like the basic level of like, of, of a book. So I said, let me go back because maybe maybe I'm I'm getting distracted. I'm not paying attention. Nope. For like 30 minutes, I'm just like, and then I started squinting as I'm driving because I'm like, maybe maybe this is going this he's going to get me. He's going he's going to take me somewhere. But it 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 it, uh, it wasn't until Jake. after the first part. But the funny part was we we all shared similar thoughts, and in the group chat, <laughs> every when I asked y'all like, yo. How y'all doing? Jeff's response took me out because I was like, he's probably like, what these niggas got me reading? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, in the book, he talks about, he like take these drives. Uh-huh. He just like to drive. I, I feel like that's what he was doing. In this Yo, book. he wrote he wrote the first five chapters driving around California. With his just voice driving. Freestyling. With his voice no direction. <laughs> yeah. Voice you know, some of the record. notes, <laughs> some of the notes and things I was thinking about, I felt like Again, for, for folks who haven't read this book, or if you choose to, it's really broken into two parts. So what we're talking about now is really like that part one in the book. I feel like he was trying to describe to an editor what he wants to write a book about. Like that's, I felt like it was a bunch of like notes and ideas of like- <laughs> Like sticky notes? Where they still yeah, like, written on sticky notes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I want to talk about this. I think I want to talk about this. Oh, what about this? And- Yeah, type it up for me. <laughs> It actually had like some good stuff in there, but it was just like it was just too scatterbrained it was, to really grab hold to anything. It was I like felt like I had to mind. rewind it, like I was trying to pick up uh, the the engine window in the rap line. It was what he say? You like what? What he say? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. like you were mining for like gold or other elements, and like you would dig and you're digging and digging, and then all of a sudden you're hitting something like, oh, this ain't dirt. We hit Wait. something. And you got a gym, and then you push that to the side, thinking there's gonna be more, and you just dig it and mm-hmm. dig so, it. <laughs> it's like when you're at the beach, and you know how people have those um, the, when they're trying to find like metals, like the like metal detector joint, metal detector, and you think you found something, <laughs> and it ain't nothing at all. It's a bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I what it felt like. But another thing that you know when. A lot of times when you have, I'm going to call it these artists that write books who like, this, is, this isn't this is their 
first. Mm -hmm. This is not what they're known for. Yeah. This ain't what they do on a daily basis. So I'm gonna call it artist. I feel like from an artist standpoint, you know, this kind of felt like the way that Cummin was writing, at least in this beginning part, I feel like some people live in this space, like above the world that most people can't truly comprehend. And it was like, we're here, he's up there. And like, and I wrote down a couple of names. I'm like, you know, with the Willow Smiths, with the Kanye's, mm. I'm just like, Damn. please put make him it in that category. Huh? Put him in that category, you know, cause Willow out there. I feel like when, as writing that first part, like that's the way he was writing. I felt like it was from like that category. Galactical. It was real. Yeah, it was just homeboy from outer space ish. Nah, I say I, not Willow because I don't. I, I haven't dug none of Willow stuff. I would probably say more like Solange. It was like Solange, man. Like cranes in the sky. No, cranes though. No, that joint go hard. No, it go hard, go but hard. but but on that album, I'm talking about on that album. She got some joints where. Mm. Like, yo, you got to listen to them jumps 20 times to understand them, man. Okay. You know, so I put them in, I put, yeah, like 20, like, you know, you got to keep listening to it, it and was, you know, it was vibe you know, they heart in the right place. It was yeah, you know, they heart in the right place, you know? It was like that album after Cranes that Solange did that she was like. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not the Cranes, the next one. What? Was, yeah, it was yeah. the big, with the big Afro and no shoes. Right. Yeah, that one. Yep. I got you. I'm tracking. So after after we got through first the part one, right, and he started to share his story and stuff started to make sense, which is funny because his previous book would was it'll all make sense. One day it'll all make sense. One yep. day it all makes sense. And so as it started to make sense, I started laughing as I thought about the book cover, the previous book, and I'm just like, mm. common sense. Mm-hmm. It's making sense, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what were some of the elements of the of the portion that you kind of enjoyed after the first part? If you enjoyed it, I like I think that it got better after the first part. Like there were some things that he said in the first part and I was like, "Oh yeah, stay right here." Nope. <laughs> like flip the channel. <laughs> I was like, "Nope, stay right here." Turn the radio style. Like, dude, <laughs> bruh, go back to this frequency you was on because you was here. No, let's talk about birds underwater. What? <laughs> like, what? Okay, fine. And you finally made it to part two, and then it was like, this is where we were going. See, but by the time we hit part two, though, I was I was expecting him to name drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, because Jeff say come and got an impressive roster, right? And in his search for love, I ain't gonna lie, he done had some pretty, some pretty uh, wonderful people to be around <laughs> in his search for love. So part of it was like him stating and articulating that, you know, he wants a uh, rich relationship that is, you know, a lifetime partner. Mm-hmm. I don't think... He, in some instances it was it was marriage but in other instances it was like he wants to be in love with a committed lifetime partner and so my expectation I thought he was gonna kind of go into like some of the balls that he dropped <laughs> in those in those situations uh, and I thought he and I honestly I was just looking for the Erica Badu uh section <laughs> at that point because I just wanted to see if my hypothesis was right what I think we I think we definitely all kind of were like you said that it's like thinking about this book 
it had enough good ideas. He has enough public experience around like this subject to it. He could have knocked this out of the park, I, I feel. But it, again, maybe his artistic, not to be confused with autistic, but his artistic <laughs> brain was just kind of all over the place. Um, some of the parts that I thought were kind of good, like obviously he talked about a relationship with his daughter, which I thought that was, I thought like he could spend like a lot more time on that because it speaks to not only being like famous and being a celebrity and trying to be a, like a provider and like a good father, but how does that translate on the other side? So he knows that he travels. He knows that he's all over the place, but I'm making sure that she's provided for. I'm calling, I'm checking in, like I'm showering her with love how I can. But from a child's mind, all they know is that, look, you wasn't there. I had a bad day at school and I just wanted, I just wanted my parent to be there. Or, you know, I just want to go and get some ice cream. So I really feel like that was a, when I say a missed opportunity, yes, he talked about it. But if this book was just set up in a different format, I don't think that ha that's a subject matter that has been talked about enough. When, look, he, when you think about just being a parent, we, you start off typically, you're still young, you're still trying to figure yourself out. So you got your goals you're trying to meet, but you're also trying to provide for someone else. So come in a person, he still has his life goals that he's going after while still trying to be this parent, but in, in kind of like not trying to lose himself. So I, I feel like a lot of people don't, don't talk about that kind of as much. So relationship with his daughter. Also, he talked about relationship with his parents. Yeah. He could have, he spent enough time on that where he could have dove in that, I feel like a little bit more. He, he went into types of love. I thought that was really good because love, it's, it's a huge subject, right? You know, you talk about um, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, uh, you've got platonic, then you have um, family love, then you have like a religious type of love, and you got a whole bunch of other ones that I'm not hitting, but that really opened my mind. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> which, which one are you going to focus on? And I, in the book, he actually says, um, you know, love was like uh, like a, a wheel, like a bicycle wheel, and then like the different types of love is like spokes. Yeah. So it was it was little gems he was dropping. I said, you know what? Ain't nobody ever put it like that, but I get it. I get it. What his what his daughter what his daughter was interesting because I think he was conflicted, and he was conflicted because you know there was a moment in the book where um, his daughter Amoye. Um, calls him like in the wee hours of the morning they're on different coasts and Jeff if I'm not mistaken look can I plug go ahead if, Jeff if I'm not mistaken <laughs> Amoye um, during that time span was a student at your illustrious wonderful prestigious alma mater the Howard University, University for those who may not know yeah wa wa located in Washington DC Georgia Ave so with that being said um she calls him, he's in California. And she she been up on that liquid courage. We don't know if she was on U Street. We don't know if she was uh we won't know if she was at the Rose Bar. Florida. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, we know where she we don't know where she was at. <laughs> Florida Ave, we're not sure. But she, she called was studying him. in the library. Uh-huh. And she had some liquid courage and she kind of told him about himself. And um, I think he was conflicted because the conversation in his mind was like, man, my daughter doesn't love me because 
she thinks I'm a, a cruddy father. But like, this was the conversation that was going on in his head the entire book. And later in the book, she comes back. He said, I heard a line from a song you did. And I, I love you tremendously. I love you. <laughs> I love you. You're a great, you're a great father. But in his mind, like his connection to love and how it exists within his daughter, it, it, it was almost like he spent a couple chapters trying to unpack his inadequacy as far as loving his daughter and the relationship that he was trying to um, cultivate. And I, I felt sorry for him a little bit because I, was, I thought he was being too hard on himself in some instances, but I think as, as parents, we, we do that sometimes. We ain't going to always get it right. And a lot of times you're not going, your, your children not going to know that they love you when you, when you got a foot up their ass trying to get them, get them to do right. Or when you're trying to get them on the right track, they're not, they're not going to see that. Oh, my, my dad loves me. So I think he was really giving himself um, a hard time, but he was working his way through it. And so like the, the second part of the book, I was like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. It's like, all right, you got this, organize this this chaos at the beginning and then the chaos around love and all of love's intricacies and that and that spoke those spokes of the will that you mentioned the 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 will that you mentioned Jeff Mm -hmm. he was trying to create understanding and he kind of used that one instance in that relationship with his daughter to like set it up as an example because at the end of the book he's talking about like love is really a contract Love is, you know, love is a contract that, and in a contract, uh, a contract has terms and conditions and agreements. And he's trying to figure out like what belongs in my love contract with my daughter and then with my parents and then with this significant other, because in any of those environments, you're going to have to have, you know, love and the, the gist of it. I got, you know, love is a legit choice in the action. And you you have to you have to figure out how to make your love work for your circumstances. And I could appreciate that. And I, I respect the brother for like legit being real, real transparent. And Vern, even though I didn't kind of un- understand the transparency at the beginning, but as he was kind of going through different situations, I'm like, yo, I get it. I get it. He's trying to figure out like how it applies to him, what's meaningful, what's valuable, and how to make love work. Because because in order for love to work, there has to be an action involved. It just doesn't happen. And just like a, a quick few thoughts on that whole thing. To that whole point, I think there were things in this book that if you would have just developed more, the potential for this book to go to another level, it, it was there, but it just, it just was missing that. Like you said, for the reader... I guess he just didn't like guide you where he wanted to go. It was for you to figure out, hey, you know, this was happening in this chapter. This was happening in this chapter. Like, this is how it all comes together. The other thing I was going to say, it's so funny in terms of like children. I believe that the source of, and I'm saying source, not from a religious standpoint, more from an earthly standpoint. I think a lot of the source for probably like come as love probably came from his daughter. I think he even said, stated in the book, you know, like when his daughter was born, like, you know, he never had experienced like a love like that for someone before. And to hear her say that to him, like, basically, she wasn't trying to say like, you've been an awful father, but that's how it was translated in his mind. Yeah. I think he kind of like hit him in a place that she wasn't trying to, 
But he like, dang, you know, like and your so kids will hurt your feelings, man. And that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, your kids will yeah. hurt your feelings in the heartbeat. She, she drunk, she having a, a so-so day. She done said some stuff to you. It's done. It's done messed up twenty years <laughs> of your life. And I, and she like, oh, I didn't mean to say it. She like, you you awesome. You like, she forgot he it. had to send that check in to the bursar's office. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I. I agree. There was uh, there were some concepts that kind of felt like unseasoned chicken to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, you telling me I'm about to have chicken? Bet. And then you bite into it, you be like, okay, ain't no liars in sight, right? <laughs> right? It's it's moist, right? It's not tough. The texture is good. Oh wait, there ain't no seasoning. There ain't no marinade, no. like. And you, you knew that it was like, all right, filling back a layer. Okay, getting deeper. I'm with you. All right. Wait a minute. The chapter ends, and then you start talking about a completely different story. <laughs> Bro, where's the transition? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring it to a close. Like, you identify as a Christian. You've been in the black church. You know how to bring it to a close before you go on to the next one. Like, Bring it to a close. And so there was, I think there were missing mechanics of literature that I really wanted him to employ. <laughs> Just a, a more. thousand percent agree. A right? thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Implore these, like, like these mechanics. Introduction, body, closing. Bring it to a close. But like, and instead of, you know, you remember the web, right? The writer's web where you have the big idea and it branches out and you threw the circles. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it was a spiral. <laughs> it wasn't really a web. Like, here's the idea. And then you just kept going like this around the idea. And then every now and then something would fall into orbit on your path. And you'd be like, oh, okay, okay. That's a, that was a long ass way to get here, but I'm glad you got here. And then you turn the page and it's like, damn, you left that fast? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but he did have some gems and, um, he was able, like when he was transparent and it made sense, um, he, you could tell he was unpacking. I agree with, I agree that sometimes he was staying in a lane too long, right? He was, he, he, he wasn't. Like he was in the paint for too long, and there was a lot of three second violations three that seconds. took place, right? But nobody was blowing the whistle, so he just stayed there, like camped the tent, uh, popped the tent, and like stayed the night. In Started the barbecuing, yeah. Like I don't know where his editor was at, right? They like, bruh, like somebody, <laughs> right? And so after I disregarded and and got rid of like what I was expecting and just really listened to the words that he was saying, it, it, it resonated a little clearer. Um, but he did drop some gems and I, I really wanted him to really like peel back a few more layers of some of the concepts, right? Like, um, some of the quotes that I, I jotted down cause like I said, I was driving. Um, when he said love is a practice, uh, love is a force and we have to refresh it. I was like, okay, 
Um, and then when he talked about when love gets out of balance, like what happens when it gets out of balance. And I was like, okay, this, this was deep. I think this, this was a, the book in the end wasn't what the book was in the beginning. And I think if the book in the end was what it was like started in the beginning, I yep. think he could have really taken us to a different place to where we'd be like, okay, comment, write another one. Let's 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 get part two of how you are manifesting love as the last word. Mm-hmm. And how like love is the only word, right? If love is going to be the last word, make it be the first word too, and let love just be the only word. And so that's what I was desiring. But you know, overall I would say um it was a pretty it was a decent read after we got past the first part. Oh yeah, for sure. I I would I would say that. I, I think part of it, brother Jay, um, he has a quote in the book, you know, about freestyling. He likes to mm-hmm. he likes to do music, write music, recite music, freestyle on these long drives down. In one instance, it was the uh, Pacific Coast Highway mm-hmm. in California, when you got the ocean on one side and you got mountains in the like. I've taken that drive. It's it's a very uh, relax relaxing drive. And, huh? Humble flex. Oh, no, no, you know, I I just lived a little bit. I lived a little bit. It was a little fat. Yeah, just a little. I've lived, yeah, I've lived a little bit. The side on the left and the steel waters on the right. I've taken it. Yeah, man, it's dope. (laughs) So I get what he was saying, but it's funny because um, he said, yeah, and when he talked about his first uh, album, Mm -hmm. when he talked about his first album, Can I Borrow a Dollar? He goes, yeah, they only got paid five grand for the album. But he was like, yo, I got paid to do something I would, I love to do. I'll do it for free. Yep. And so I think <clears throat> with that in mind and him kind of freestyling in the car and kind of just being in his, his rapper zone in the car, I think that's how he went about writing the book at first. I, th- I, li- I like to your point, that sticky note shit, <laughs> Jeff, is hilarious because I really do think it was like concepts that he was kind of just capturing and in some instances, Brother Jay, it might be all in one orbit and he would put it aside and then he'll come up with another concept and he would put it aside because I would like I would have liked him to go a little more in depth um, as far as the dynamics with his parents and um, how he didn't really identify that they loved each, well, his, his mother and his stepfather, that they loved each other. But then when his mom is sick and he sees his stepfather's concern and he's mm-hmm. like, it was like an epiphany. He was like, man, I, that's what love is. You want somebody to, that, that's going to worry the doctors to death if you in the hospital. You want somebody that's going to pray for you. You want somebody that's going to slap um, Chris Rock in his face. I get it. Slap Chris Rock in his face if that's what needs <laughs> sorry, to be. Was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but, but as far as the, the love, the love in itself I would have liked to see, okay, well, damn, you had one interpretation about your parents' relationship. Mm-hmm. Then your mother gets sick, and now you have a different interpretation. Like, what were the what were the changes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were the changes? What did you learn from it? You know, is it something that you're going to take and create this environment for the perfect relationship that you were looking for? It seemed like he was looking for he was looking for love, and I'm not going to say in all the wrong places because, like I say, his roster, his roster, man, his roster. But he was you looking for it love. Was, it was in all the wrong places because it didn't last. Yeah, it didn't last. Okay, so yeah, he was looking for love in the wrong places, but it was also like, 
because he hadn't found the direct, precise, specific uh, definition, he, he could only love but so far. He could only love but so much in, in like his, his intimate relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I guess, you know, a guy, you know, he kind of mentions it, you know, the love of God and agape love. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's love. It's the, it's, it's, it's a monumental explosion of love that, you know, regardless of your circumstances, your feelings, like love will carry us through. Love will see us through. And I guess because he hadn't found that interpretation, did it not apply to him in, in the rela- in relationships? Or was it a point in some of these relationships he was in? He was like, damn, yo, this ain't the explosion of love that I was thinking about. So let me fall back. Like he never, he never kind of like un- unpacked that code. And, you know, it's interesting when you talk about even the love between his parents, mainly his mother and his stepfather, you know, he also mentions in the book that his mom didn't grow up with her father. He didn't grow up with his dad. So it would have been nice to really kind of unpack, like, based off your experience, like, what have you seen? To also throw in there, you know, the fact that he was now going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if the therapy he was doing was like, you know, more of a generalist or more so like one who's like uh, focused on like love or something. That, so all I'm saying is there was some stuff there that was like, ooh, I would like to hear a little bit more about this thing that you kind of skating across. Um, it was it's funny that you talked about his process of recording that album, because I thought it was interesting that he was saying you can have a dope idea, but you still have to execute and record the album to make a complete and kind of like cohesive body of work. In my mind, I'm like, and in a similar vein, I felt like I heard a bunch of ideas, but not a complete book. Mm-hmm. It was like, brother, you telling me this stuff musically, but from a, like this manuscript, like it's just like, it's almost like, you know what this thing needs, but because I guess this is not your area of expertise, you're kind of lost. And this is why I kind of, like, I'm like pointing a finger at this editor. Like, was mm. he like fighting you <laughs> against these mechanics? Or like, let's put this here. Let's put this there. Because you you had like some good stuff. Like you had some good seasonings, but you decided not to use them. Yeah. Yo, man, but yeah. that's the thing though. I think that's the story of his career from a, a, a musician standpoint though, like Common have, you know, Common been in the game 30 some years mm-hmm. and Common got like three joints, like album, complete package albums through that 30 year career. And then it's a lot of other stuff. Like it's some hit or misses. It's mm-hmm. some, it's some, it's some dope joints, but it's like, ah, it ain't hitting long enough. Cause he don't, he owns something else right now. He in the movie or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he in the movie, he, uh, he he went in Academy Awards for writing scores and all kinds of stuff. And I think that's just like who he is as an artist when you kind of think about it. Cause like Jeff, you opened up and you said um B was an album that got you through college. Well, like Water for Chocolate was an album that got me through mine. That's a five-year gap between those two albums. And then I'll take it back a step further. One day it all makes sense. That was like in my in my formative years like becoming a man. And then he got some other joints on the tail end of his career, but it was, it's, it's never like common as an artist is a dope MC, but mm-hmm. nobody ever considers him 
Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac, <laughs> Biggie, Eminem, whomever. And I think maybe it's because of that lack of consistency. And and he wrote like that. I could... I, ooh. I, so, yes. I would say that his style was consistent. I think the the climax of the content was different. Mm. That could that that that's also kind of parallel right, because, to his music career. Yeah. yeah. Like when you close your eyes and you hear a song that has common, you hear a beat and you be like, mm, common would do this. Yep. This mm-hmm. this okay, it fits him. And then his flow and like his like alliteration and how he's like the prose and the rhyme is like, okay, okay, this is common. And then after you get past the initial, you go back for the second listen and you're listening to like, okay, you're telling the story. I'm not really feeling this story, but like, I'm not saying it's like a tomato throwing contest, but like, all right, cool. I appreciate it, but I'm going to go to the next one, right? I'm going to find that one. And you can tell like there's a difference. Like I'll, I'll give an example, like John Legend, like whenever you hear certain songs, you were like, that's a JL song. John Legend. Here lately, John Legend has been like expanding out. You'd be like, mm, John, I don't really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. It ain't get lifted. <laughs> girl, I'm that, in love with you. It ain't gonna never be get lifted. Yeah. This ain't the honeymoon. Right? It's like, what, what are we doing? We're on a different planet now? Okay, all right. Oh, someone's singing in Spanish. This why I, I don't know what's happening here. John, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Right. And there's a few songs of comments where it's like, all right, the beat go hard. Like, especially when he used a couple of Jay Dillard beats. Right. Like, it's like, OK, oh, come on, man. I feel you, bro. Like, I'm in it. Like, even like the instrumental. And then there's some songs where you're just like, OK, yeah, I see what you was. You was. You did that. I don't know what what that is, but you did it. It's completed. And like, he's doing too much, man. It's and, and it's just it's one of those things where it's like ah, you got to be like a diehard common fan to really like get him. Um, and I think you know, soon typically when I hear common, I automatically go to delight, right? Delight, and like, mm-hmm. yo, that's when I think of Common, I think a song similar to that. Like, the vibe is good, and he's like, okay, like, conscious level rapping. And so the book, on the other hand, it didn't really, like, I would potentially read it again. Not I have to, to read it again. Not today. No, 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 no. I got to let what I already heard process and simmer and rest a little bit you know after you take chicken out you gotta let it rest before you cut it so the juices can distribute um so on on the black power fist scale um brother Kev, what you what you rating you know the sad thing is he dropped the he dropped the album same year he dropped the book the album's called uh let love I, I kind of wish I had almost went back and listened to the album while I was reading the book you think to see was, if like, maybe, maybe it was some pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever he left out in the book, maybe it's reflective in the songs, but, um, you know, I, I like, um, I like the effort. I like the vulnerability and I like him putting it out there that, 
I want to love. I want to be in love. I want to love in the right and appropriate way. Um, and his interpretations of love uh, differ between different relationships in his life. But then, you know, you drop something in there like, oh, he was molested. You know, he was molested as a youth. And, you know, does that have... That came far left. I had... Yeah, it came out... Yo, it legit came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he he first started, I was like, bro, are you about to... Where did this come from? Yeah. And then I wanted to be like, okay, cool. Where's the love in this? And then when he was like, forgiveness, I was like... Oh, that was a mm-hmm. very strange trip around the Mulberry Bush yes. to get to this. Yes, yes. But I also think, like, damn, maybe that was maybe that was part of his dilemma too. Because you know that part that that piece didn't really come out until toward the the third part, I believe. And so, yeah, it was the last part of the book. Yeah, the la- yeah the last part. And so I'm just like, ah, oh, well, well, maybe that that was like a. White noise in his journey, a quest for love that he never really identified. Like, yo, now nah, this isn't just background stuff that happened in my life. I need to address this to have a, a fuller, more a fuller, more impactful love life. And um, I felt I, I hurt for him a little bit because I could sense that he was on he was on a journey. I don't think I don't think he accomplished his mission in the bounds of this book. I'm thinking like, you know, I'm looking at it like research and development almost. He was he was kind of testing things and testing theories and trying to create his own his own hypothesis throughout the entire course of the book. And he still kind of left it very generic. Though I, I you know, I love I love the scripture from the Bible, man. I love the I love first Corinthians. I love it. You know, love is kind, love holds no record, love is patient. Like all the stuff that you you want to be as a loving human being, I think that's what he's trying to become. But I also think like what he's looking for. Every man known to every man on earth, every man, woman, child on earth gonna always fail at achieving like a, a pristine level of love because we humans. And I think that was the conflict, but I don't think he kind of, he didn't take a deep dive into where the conflict stemmed from. And I just felt like the book was incomplete because of it. But I love the effort. I love um, what he tried to do. And once again, you know, I'm a common fan. I'm a common fan. So um, I don't think I wasted my time reading the book. I know that uh, the first part, yeah, there was it was pretty challenging. However, I'm gonna give him three and a half. I'm gonna give him three and a half because uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling generous like cousin Jeff today. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him. Scores got anything to do with me? Cause man, you know it, you know it, man. I'm gonna always go first, so I'm I'm gonna always want to put the pressure on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm always no putting pressure. the pressure on you. You basically, because both of y'all light skin, you gave him <laughs> some extra Did you say I gave him sympathy points yes. for being part of the light skin beige contingency? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, but I mean. Yo, that's cold-blooded. Man. So you mean to tell me light skin brothers love better? Then we love harder, man. We, we trying to figure it out. That's or, what you're saying? Or do they just keep going in circles? That's another damn, topic. Damn, comment. <laughs> <laughs> round, round. 
fucking round. Ah. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like I have so much to say about a book that offered very little. Um, again, it was there were good parts of this book, but if it was reorganized, I think it could be digested fully. Going back to the whole chicken thing is like, if you would have did some stuff a little bit different, you you probably could have had like a really good book on your hand. But I don't think that's what I read. If I had to put like a phrase to it, it's like this book did not slap. See what I did there? That's, that's what you did there. <laughs> that's what you did there. What you did there. Um, again. It was a lot of things that he could have focused on um, relationships with his daughter, relationships with his parents, um, this love addiction that he he brought up. I do think the fact that he was going to therapy, it played it played a part on this book. I, I honestly feel like certain things he would not have talked about if he had not been in a therapy session the incident with the the boy who he just basically put at the end of the book i don't think that comes out without going through therapy or like being able to be vulnerable and talk about that in a, a real public setting um even to this thing about like love addiction that to me that is a that is a therapy word that is something that someone has put a name to something that you have been going through and now you've done like more research and say, yeah, you know what? I self-identify with it. So again, I, hmm, I think it was a, a missed opportunity here. Was, you could have talked about like love and therapy from a standpoint of like, this is what love to me looked like before therapy, after like my mind is just, is bigger. I, it, there were a lot of different angles that I feel like he could have really just tapped into and I ain't saying like I've read every book that's out here. It would have been material that a lot of books just don't cover. And to be honest, given who Common is, I think it would have been like a fresh of breath air to like come from someone else of like of his stature and just given again his roster. Um, a friend said to me prior to reading this book, it was like, yo, you know, I love that book and. I'm happy y'all reading it. And, you know, once I got through it, I said, well, I'm thinking to myself, I need to see your copy because the copy that <laughs> I had, <laughs> we, we couldn't have been reading the same thing. <laughs> I say all that to say, I did not hate this book. I didn't hate it. But to what was said earlier, I just feel like it was incomplete. And an incom incomplete book is not a book that I could recommend. I think... This book was a strike and it was a foul. I didn't, I'm not saying it was a miss. I'm saying it was a foul. That means he connected, but it still was out of bounds. With that said, I'm going to give this book three and a half fists. What? <laughs> Say that one more again. This is being recorded, Brother Jay. You on the sound? Say that again. We agree on something? I, I had that score prior to what you said. Three and a half fists. You know, again, it wasn't a complete miss. But obviously, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. So I feel like three and a half is like where it should be at. That's real. I, 
I will say that um, I will say that there was some unfinished business left on the agenda. Um, I do appreciate the vulnerability. Um, you mentioned transparency, and he was transparent, but it wasn't transparent in the beginning where we was fitting to go. Um, but he did drop gems, and I could appreciate it from um from a framework perspective. I think the the second and third parts of the book kind of laid the framework where if I were to use this book in one of my psychology classes, I would definitely use it earlier on in the curriculum so that we could have a conversation around the framework and how we get to the point where we love, how we love or why we love the way we love, why we view love the way we do, like what colored our glasses so that we see love this specific way. Um, it did leave me wanting more though. I, I really, I really wanted him to dive in deeper to a few other things. And so I will give this book a three and a half as well. Um, which equals out to three and a half on the black power fist scale bourbon and books with the game recognized game podcast of RLJ and Kev. So you mean to tell, you mean to tell, you mean to tell me that a book we all agreed on being somewhat limited and incomplete. We ended up with the same score and it sounds like we suffered through it (laughs) to it was like a fighter. You were down on points in the early rounds, man. And like you, you, you was getting your ass whooped round through one, round one through four in the last two thirds of the fight. If we wasn't having a discussion on this book, I probably would have stopped reading it after the first part. I agree. I agree. Right. And I, and I started this book once before and now I remember why I didn't finish it. Damn, you should have said something. Because it's on it's on the shelf, right? And I was like, huh, what, why is this folded here? And I have the date and the word underlined that I stopped it. I was like, huh, whatever. And now when I went back to the book to see where I stopped, I was like, Jones, you was on to something, brother. <laughs> you was on to something. But yeah, three and a half, bro. Where we all are. All three are agreed unanimously. It's tough, man. That's see, three and a half. You see... You see how black men can uh, agree to disagree only to come around and agree without violence and somebody getting slapped. Too much, too much. We, I'm just saying, man, and all in the love of hip hop and in the name of hip hop and love, man, hip hop and love and, uh, you know, strategic and healthy discourse. Mm. That's good. Mm. Look at that. Black men read. Yes, we do. We do, and we critical. We, we 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 critical thinkers. You know what I'm saying? That we are, and we obviously problem. It's obvious that we problem solvers too, because we we saw that we identified the the problem at the beginning of the book, and we were looking to find a solution for. It. We I think we came up with some good solutions this evening. I may send him my notes on how it could be better. I ain't gonna do that. He might need to get him an iPad or something and stop using <laughs> journal books and sticky notes. You know what I'm saying? iPad or a MacBook or something. He got the money. He coming. 
All right. Well, three and a half fists on the Black Power Fist sign with bourbon and books by way of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and cousin Jeff. Let love have the last word by our dear brother Common, formerly known as Common Sense. Also known as Rashid. Also known as Rashid need to get some word processing and some editors <laughs> tighten that up for you know another another edition maybe 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 it's something like you show he shows his progression in editions. Mm-mm. Nah, I don't think copy, but you say nah, you ain't, y'all ain't going for like a second it, edition. Let me know how I go. Oh, say word, nah, man. I'm gonna just go listen to the album, man. <laughs> I should have done that first the first time. I should have listened to the album before I read the book. That's fair. At any rate, to the village, we appreciate you for joining us for another edition of Bourbon and Books with the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and KEV and our dear brother, Cousin Jeff. Um, Until next time, keep reading, keep thinking. Anything else, gentlemen? Let love have the last word. Let love, hey man, let's let's be lovers, not fighters or slappers. (laughs) Show, man. (laughs) Till next time, be like.